Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Resilience Living Podcast. I am Terilyn Minifield, here to take you on another journey, a journey of my information, a journey of consistency, a journey all about uh, resilience and what it means to me and how you can apply the resilience you have in your life for what it means for you. Today's topic is health. Health, your health and what it means to you, and my health story and what it's meant to me. Just a little bit of review, you know, resilience is giving credit to the knowledge that we've gained by the experiences that we've gone through. Um, You know, being resilient helps you recover from difficult situations quickly. So the goal of Resilience Living Podcast is basically to develop some revelation knowledge for you to identify things that you've gone through, situations that you've overcome, situations that uh, you've been integral uh, in in developing your decision-making and what that means to the wisdom that you're walking in right now. I am not a medical doctor. I am sharing my story because I think there are facts that will resonate with others. Um, We make daily decisions that impact our health today and in the future. And this is my health story. Um, The goal of what I want to share with you today is that if there's anything in my story that helps you confirm what you know or ask questions about what you need to know concerning your health, let this be the guide to allow you to do more for yourself, because your health is the most important part of your being. And I'm not just talking about your medical health, talking about your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, all of those aspects of your health become intertwined when we're talking about our health and what that means for our life. Because if you don't have health, you really don't have much. Really doesn't matter how intellectual you are or how much money you have. If you don't have the overall healthy meter within your life, you're not able to enjoy all those things or benefits that become available to you as you're tapping into you being all of what you can be. My story is one of power revelation and strength. And like I said, strength, it isn't just physical strength, but it's emotional, spiritual, and intellectual strength. And you know what? You really don't know how strong you are until you have no other options but to be strong. The definition of strong is so many different definitions according to how you want to look at the situation My definition is making the most out of what you have in order to be the best of what you can become. So as I introduce you to my path, um, please know that there are times when your strength comes and it allows you to push yourself forward. Um, You have to push yourself forward. You push yourself forward with knowledge, faith, and wisdom from the information that you learned. And keep the priority that your health is forever. So as a child, I was pretty sickly. 
You know, we lived overseas in England as my father um, served in the military. And I would develop pneumonia and skin infections seasonally while we were there. We spent about four and a half years there overseas. What I remember most about how my health was is, is, is how it affected others. My mom was anxious about my health. And my dad was always the ultimate provider for making sure that I got the care that I needed. I remember listening to the doctors who never came, who never gave answers as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Um, I had several viruses um, and with pneumonia, you know, I'd be by kerosene lamps and my mom rubbing oils on me. And even with the infections that I had on my skin, there was no real diagnosis to say what was wrong or why I would have those particular ailments on my body. The doctors gave their opinions and suggestions for treatment, but they never really could understand why I had the effects of what was going on in my body. Those experiences developed my relationship with doctors. I always respected their training and their knowledge, but I didn't expect them to cure me. I knew that they were practicing medicine. And let me pause and say that, you know, the doctors that I have around me in any of my health care and any times that I've gone through challenges um, are the very best doctors for me because I do respect their knowledge and their insight but I never expect them to be the solution or provide me with the perfect cure. I expect them to provide me with the perfect treatment to help me with whatever I'm dealing with. As I was growing up, I was familiar with a lot of medical diagnosis from my family members. You know, in our family, we had several people that were diagnosed with diabetes and high blood pressure. Uh, my mom was even diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 13 years old. She went into remission when I was 15. And as she went through her treatment, I remember her losing her memory as to who I was and who my sister was and also her mobility. She was unable to walk and in a wheelchair but what was funny about that entire situation, I wasn't upset. I was grateful that she was still there. And as she went into remission and regained her ability to walk, to move, I understood that later in life when I would experience the same memory loss as she battled dementia and couldn't recall situations that were familiar that the past experience of what I went through when she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis was the same feeling that I was able to apply in that situation. It was about being present for my mom and the caretaking within that situation allowed me to treat her with respect of where she was, not judging what it looked like or what it felt like, but just being present to be available to her. And I continued that when she was promoted to heaven not too long ago. Diseases can cause interruption in your lives. Disease has the ability to take over your life, and your perspective is everything. 
we are all given a certain number of days on this earth. This is when your strength grows. I also understood that diagnosis doesn't necessarily mean change. I have loved ones who are diagnosed with illnesses that didn't or haven't changed their lifestyle. They haven't taken the doctor's information to make that adjustment in their life. We have to remember that the consequences of not making those adjustments to the facts are real. And what I say the biggest takeaway that I always understood was that the doctor's information were facts. And the facts were subject to change based on my perspective and my ability to control what those facts were. So currently, you know, my health situation, it it is good. Um, I'm healthy and I continue to make adjustments to continue to be the healthiest that I can. It's a consistent journey that I will continue to make adjustments um, as I age. You know, my body will not be the same as I continue to get older. So you have to take care of yourself. I exercise, eat good meals, stay prayed up, emotionally in check, and I'm always intellectually striving to get more information that will allow me to turn the facts that I hear into the faith that I need. You know, my vitality is what keeps uh, uh, me performing at the highest uh, level available. And and it's not just available for me, it's available for anyone that takes on the challenge of making sure that their health remains the best part of their life. Little history about my health. You know, I've I've had three C-sections, battled anemia, I had a hysterectomy, a hysterectomy um, from complications after, after having children, which put me into menopause, and I have dealt with some of the symptoms of menopause, but I remained educated with regular appointments and information from my homeopathic doctor. I'm good, and I'm consistently staying on top of my health. But today I'd like to share a time where I was developing what good looked like for me. In April 2018, my husband and I attended a church conference in New Orleans. And during the month of April, which is my birth month, I usually have a regular wellness check-in with my doctor who does blood panels, checks on my levels, talks to me about, you know, the health regimen that I'm looking at, anything that concerns her. She's a real well-rounded, educated doctor that as she asks me questions, I can provide her with the answers of how I'm doing to check in with where I need to be and where I'm actually am. So the day after we returned from the conference um, in April, my mom was promoted to heaven. Um, She didn't die of anything. It was just her time to go. A week later after that, I went to my doctor for the check-in. I expressed, you know, my sadness for my mom being promoted to heaven Um, We talked a little bit about our family history, um, history that she knew. And, um, you know, she went in and started asking me questions about what happened to my mom and just talked a little bit more about my family history and the details of the diseases that had been identified by many of my family members. Um, And one of those was cancer. Both my maternal and paternal sides had cancer clusters 
from breast cancer to prostate cancer to thyroid cancer to stomach cancer. And my doctor looked at me and said, you know, that's a lot of cancer. My doctor encouraged me to take a genetic test to test for variants in, in my body. I, I didn't think anything of the test at the time. Um, you know, I respect my doctor. So for me to take a test to find out if there is anything, you know, genetically connected to all of what she was hearing about my family history, it really didn't mean too much. I was just good at following the instruction and open to find out more information about the facts that would eventually develop my faith. So I trusted my doctor, didn't think anything about it. I went for the genetic testing and counseling to talk about the results. And I remember sitting and listening to the information that they are needing to disclose to you about how it works, why it works that way, what they're looking for. And it was all good information. Nothing really applied to my life. I thought it was a good idea and I wasn't afraid of any of the results because I thought the more information, the better, the more I'll be able to help my siblings, my children. Um, and if the information doesn't align with my beliefs, it's just facts that may be able to help me with a plan as to maybe future things I need to do in order to have the best possible performance in my abilities with my health. So I took the test. I got the test results of the genetic testing um, at the end of May 2018. The counselor who had told me all of the information was dumbfounded, and so was I. I was BRCA1 positive. Now, what that means is that BRCA1, it actually is a breast cancer gene mutation. So that means, and the instances of looking at the information on paper, that means that my chances of becoming a cancer-carrying human had now increased from 20% to 80% because that mutation could lead to me being subject to having cancer within my body. The recommendation once you've been found BRCA1 positive with the mutation is to increase the number of appointments, mammograms for breast cancer, increase the checkup for ovarian cancer, and blood work for pancreatic cancer. All of those increased appointments and tests don't guarantee that you would have an understanding uh, if your body were to submit or, or start to develop cancer, but they were preventative, proactive measures that would allow you to measure um, if there was any cancer because of the mutation that you've been identified with. The diagnosis did not mean that I was going to get cancer, but it was a heightened awareness that the genetics and the family history show a pattern that I could become infected. My mother had breast cancer. I have a sister that had breast cancer. So as all of the details continue to add up, I had some serious research and some serious praying that I needed to do. So here it was, all of this family history that really didn't identify with my current life or current situation 
that now I need to put all of the information before me and decide what my next steps were. Were I going to increase the amount of appointments and the awareness in order to watch the levels in my body to make sure that I remained cancer-free? Or was there another aggressive approach that I was going to take in order to make sure that I stayed cancer-free? So I began to pray. I talked with my husband. And like I said, I started researching and scheduling appointments with doctors that were familiar with the BRCA mutation and what that meant and what my options really were. And as a believer, I found there was a paradox in my next statements and my faith. If I act on what could be, then I'm acting out of fear. But if I do nothing but increase my presence in doctors' offices, I could be putting myself into a position to battle cancer head-on without the preventative measures available to alleviate the battle. It was a pretty hard time, but a time in which I needed to make some quick answers to get some resolutions and what I needed to do specifically for me. I decided that regardless of any of my next steps, I was putting myself in a position that I needed to rely on God more than anything. My personality is not one that likes to have the extra weight of what could happen, but I I would rather just be proactive. Would I decide to elevate the opportunity for cancer to attack me? I decided that I wouldn't. So in my research, talking with doctors, I decided that I would make a proactive decision for my health, that I would get rid of any obstacles that would allow cancer to attach to my body. That meant changing my diet. That meant getting rid of sugars that cancers are so prone to attach to. So I changed my diet to more of a plant-based diet that would allow me to eat more of the good, lively things from the earth. I also decided to remove some things within my body, one including my ovaries. So after the diagnosis in May, in August of the same year, I decided to have an oophorectomy, which is the removal of the ovaries. For me, that was the right decision. I was done having children. My ovaries have served me well, so I thought, although I'd be put into menopause, um, I understood that I would be in a better position not to experience ovarian cancer. And then the following month after the oophorectomy, I decided to do a bilateral double mastectomy. I had both of my breasts removed with the option of reconstruction. Now, the reconstruction that a lot of people highlight and advertise as far as plastic surgery would not include any implants or any foreign objects going into my body, but fat grafting to move fat into my chest to form new breasts. I have had surgeries in August and September of the same year after the diagnosis of the BRCA mutation, and I've had a total of four surgeries in the past Three years for reconstruction. It's a lot on your body to have multiple surgeries. It's a lot to recover from the surgeries. I didn't share my details with those around me, 
all of the friends or family that we have. What was important to me about making decisions concerning my health was that the decision was based on what I know and what I believed. I was strategic to tell those family and friends that I knew had a relationship with God to pray for me based on their walk with God. So let me just pause there for a second to explain that. There's so many believers, whether they believe in God or Jesus or believe in their own ability to overcome and positive thinking and affirmations. There's so many people that believe so many things. And I chose people that I knew had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ to call out on their walk and their understanding and their level of faith to intercede for me. Everybody out there is not believing the right thing or speaking the right thing about your health. There are a lot of people that have had a lot of experiences that speak to a situation when they find out about it. I had the experience of when my mom was attacked with breast cancer, that people were trying to number the days in which she would no longer be here on the earth. When my sister had breast cancer, the automatic thing that people do is that she's starting the process of no longer being vital or healthy because of what she's being attacked with that has taken over um, her body. It's perspective. It's belief. And I knew that I wanted people around me that were interceding according to what their relationship with God and what they were believing God could do for others. That was what was important to me. You know, I didn't know what people felt or thought about my situation. And I didn't want people to be just a voyeur to see what happens to me. There are people out there that have experienced experiences with diseases that overtook their bodies. And, you know, I just know for me that I couldn't share with everyone. There are levels and steps in, in the recovery, and, and I am still recovering in some areas, you know, but the resilience that I developed taught me that I was stronger than I ever thought I could be. I am valuable, and some people around me value what they think more support what they think more than support what I believe. No one can walk in your shoes and know the scriptures in your life that you depend on. Only you know what can be true for you. One of the greatest struggles with faith is believing that this wonderful God who has done so many good things would love you enough to, and would love you enough to do anything for you that you've been diagnosed or afflicted with this diagnosis. And this is the God that is supposed to love you. Well, he does love you. Now you have to believe that the love that he has for you will fill you with a resilient story that speaks to others and testifies of his goodness. I don't believe that I will ever be attacked with cancer, not just because of the surgeries, but because of the daily consistent decisions that I will make to be healthy and the faith that I'm giving every day because of the strength that I developed during this time. This is my health story. I'd love to hear about yours. You know, the number one thing that I can impress upon anybody is that knowing that whatever you go through, whether it's a small uh, fraction compared to what other people have to deal with, it means something. 
And you coming out of the end of what you've gone through adds to other people. The wisdom that you develop from anything that you go through, even its mental health and the struggles that you've overcome will give light and speak to other people that are battling with the same thing. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8, 28. And in that scripture, it says that all things work together for good. Well, I would say all those things don't have to always be good things, but they can be powerful things because it's how you see the power and the strength that you evolve from after dealing with all of the things that you have to deal with. My story will never be over. And my health challenges, I believe, have subsided. And I will continue to walk in the faith that I'm given every day because of the strength that I develop with going through these situations. I'm able to speak to other women that have had surgeries and other people that have been diagnosed with cancer or with a mutation. And the level of respect that I have for anyone that makes a decision based on what they believe and the truth that they know, it continues to develop. And I'm wowed by how the little bit that I've gone through will speak to someone's life and what they want to do next with, with what God gives them and what they've overcome. So I would always make sure people know and understand that your health and the journey of consistency in every area allows you to be the very best that you can be. And you should always make the choice to do more because you are more. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time.